there is a term that you may have heard. It's been used a lot here lately. It's the term counterculture. And what it means is basically a group of people who are living in opposition to what has normally been accepted. And it's usually applied to people who are younger, who are trying to maybe break some of the patterns that their parents and grandparents have established for living life here on earth. But I want you to know that the true counterculture, the true group of people who are living counter to the cultures of this world are the church of Jesus Christ. That's right. Believers in Christ are the ones who are supposed to be living in stark contrast to the patterns of the world. Hey there, Pastor Avery here. Uh, this is the first installment of a series of teachings I'm going to do on what it means for the Christian to live a countercultural life. How that we as God's people are supposed to live in stark contrast to the systems of the world. And especially now more than ever, we have such a great opportunity to let light shine in some of the darkness that is happening in the world. And the first thing I want to talk to you about is cancel culture. Most of you probably heard this term. If you haven't, basically it means that there, there's a thing going on in our society where you find a person, mostly a person that you don't like, disagrees with you on politics or social issues, and you find something that they've said or done in their life that crosses a line that you create. It's so bad, it's so devastating in your opinion that they don't deserve to have a normal life anymore. So some of the things that happen is that you find the sin they've committed, whatever sin that may be, however that person is defining it, uh, and then that sin is exposed. You let everyone, especially on social media, know that this person said this thing or did this thing. Uh, and then next you cut them off. Uh, you start attacking them so that they are cut off from society. You try to get them uh, to where people are beating up on them on, on social media. Uh, and that maybe they're losing their jobs or they're losing their positions or they're losing their credibility. Uh, and it happens a lot to people who are famous, but it can even happen to you. That's right. And so the idea is to cut them completely off and destroy their lives because they don't agree with you. Now, here's the big question for the church. Do we participate in cancel culture? And the answer of that is, of course, no, we do not. Christians do not cancel people. God does not cancel people. God wants to live in stark contrast to cancel culture. Let's look at some of the things that uh, the Bible teaches us about this particular subject. First of all, if cancel culture identifies bad people or good people, there's a problem right there because looking at people in terms of they are either good or they're bad, is to mistakenly look at people through sort of a lens of either or when the truth is all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have times in our lives when we've done bad things and times in our lives when we've done good things. And you can't look at any individual, pick out one thing that they did and determine that they're either bad or good. They might have done a bad thing, they might have had a time in their life where they did a lot of bad things, but that doesn't make them 
either bad or good. All of us have elements of both. And Christians know that the book of Romans teaches that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible teaches us that if you have fallen guilty in one aspect of the law, you have fallen guilty in all of them. That there are no big sins and little sins in the eyes of God. That all have sinned. And all sin is an abomination in the sight of God. So we can't look at a person and see one thing that they did and judge them as bad or good. We look at a person and we realize that all of us are bad. All of us need Jesus. All of us need a Savior in our lives. So that's number one. We don't get to cancel people because they have a particular sin that's different from ours. Uh, And another aspect of that is that's why we don't judge people. Uh, The Bible says, don't judge others because the same manner that you judge other people, you're going to be judged. So the reason I don't look at you and judge you in order to cancel you is because I know that God knows things about me and he could cancel me if he chose to. So I'm looking at you and I'm thinking to myself, my sin is no better or different than your sin, which is number one, why I can't look at a human being, read a statement that they made years ago or a thing that they did and say about them, that person is a bad person. I am canceling them out of my life. I just can't do it. Number two. We are not in the business of exposing people's sin. It is not our job to dig up dirt on folks and expose it to the world. In fact, Peter says it this way in 1 Peter chapter 4. He says, Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. We are not in the business of exposing each other's sins, but doing the best that we can to love on people and bring them to Jesus so that Jesus can deal with their sins. So sometimes you have people who are looking for an opportunity to destroy someone or bring something up against someone and they'll start digging into their life. And listen, we don't need to dig into someone else's life to find the sin in their life. Uh, God knows about their sin. We know that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So it's not our business to go digging and looking for problems in other people. In fact, if you want to go digging in someone's life for things that can be changed and improved, start on your own. Number three, cancel culture says that once we've exposed you and found you out, we're going to cut you off from everything. Listen, the Bible does not teach us that we are supposed to cut people off who have committed sins or done things, even if they've offended us. In fact, the Bible is so counter to the ways of the world. Jesus said that he loved the world so much that his father sent him that if you would just believe in him, you would not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says that God sent his love, commended his love, put his love into action in that he sent Jesus to die on the cross while you and I were still sinners. That's right. God wants you to love people even when they mess up, even when they're broken, even when they're abused. Jesus said, you've heard it said, love those who love you. But I'm here to tell you, you've got to love your enemies. 
Pray for those who are abusing you. Have compassion on people and care about people. If we care about people, we're not going to be cutting them off. We're going to be loving on them. Now, there are times in our lives when we have to maybe distance ourselves from a toxic person, but just because we distance ourselves from them doesn't mean that we don't love them, and it doesn't mean that we want their lives destroyed. Number four, cancel culture says, once I have identified you as a bad person and I have cut you off, I am now ready to destroy your life. I'm going to try to destroy you in any way that I possibly can. I want society to hate you. I want you to get fired from your job. I want you to get kicked out of your gym. I want your neighbors to to look down upon you. I want your life completely destroyed. This is certainly not the culture of the church of Jesus Christ. God hasn't called us to hate, but to love. God hasn't called us to destroy or tear down, but to build up. That's right. God wants us to think of other people more than we do our own selves. God wants to love our neighbor. Why did he say love your neighbor as you love yourself? Why did he use the term neighbor? Someone even asked Jesus, what do you mean neighbor? Who is my neighbor? I find it interesting because your neighbor could be anybody. It could be somebody you move into a neighborhood and the two people beside you could be anybody. The person across the street could be anybody. They could have any background, any amount of sin, anything. Why did he use the term neighbor? Because he wanted you to know that it doesn't matter who moves into the house next door to you, whether they have a different religion, whether they have a different political opinion, whether they they have a, a different societal opinion, whatever it may be, God wants you to love them, care about them, and treat them just like you would yourself. So how do we as Christians live counter to the cancel culture of the day? We do this. We don't judge people because we know we could be judged ourselves. We don't classify people as either good or bad because we know that all of us have done bad things. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. We don't look to expose people's sins. No, we look to bring them to Jesus so God can help them deal with their sins. We're not out to cut people off from our lives. We're out to open our arms out and bring in people. Jesus was called a friend of sinners. He took a lot of heat for that being around people who weren't perfect, who maybe offended people. But I want you to know Jesus built a kingdom out of people who were once considered sinners. We also aren't in the business of destroying people because we don't hate, we love. We don't tear down, we build up. We don't cast aside, we bring in. That's right, the church lives counter to the cancel culture of the day. We give people room to change, to grow, to come to Christ, to learn to become something that they never were before. Let me end with this thought. We don't look at people as they are. We look at people as they could be. We see a person and we know that if the Holy Spirit of the living God ever got inside of you, he would begin to change your life, change your mindset, change the way you think. And we're going to give you grace, 
time and room to grow. That's how Christians live counter to the cancel culture of the day. God bless you guys, man. Be light in a dark world. Let that light shine so people can see your life, your love, your good works, and know that there is a God in heaven. Later.